What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Longer Life Podcast. As always, I am your host, Joe Longa, and I'm super stoked and grateful to have you all here today. And indeed, I am. On the show today, we have Dr. Kim Diaramo, and I was introduced to Dr. Kim through, once again, the Quantum Healing Collective. And she blew my mind that day, but... (laughs) On this day, on this episode, she really blew my mind because she basically took me through like my own kind of therapy session, but it was something that I think pertains to most people and a lot of people, especially hearing some of the statistics that she put out in this particular episode, some of the things to do with anxiety and uh, panic attacks and how prevalent it is in our society, maybe some of the reasons that those are um, due to some of the, the chemicals that we have put in our body and that are in our system, um, not our body system, but in the system that we all live through, uh, meaning our food system system, water system, all that stuff. Some of the things that are in there are causing some toxicities that are disrupting some of the ways our body uses its antennas and uses its sensory things that we don't talk a lot about in school but are there and they're they're not working properly due to these chemicals and she talks about that. She talks about um, how to transmute fear at, because I think there's a lot of that stuff kind of going around right now. Um, but this was so transformative for me and like i literally on the listen back it kind of changed my life again even more because i got to really sit back and like pause and re-listen to the spots that i needed to re-listen to dr kim is absolutely amazing and i'm so grateful for her i cannot get over how much she was invested in the episode and it, it was really just like such a deep conversation between her and i and I'm so grateful for it. Um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. I highly recommend, if you can, um, grab a notebook for this one, for real. And Because uh, she gives you a lot of... If, you, if you're that type of person, you know, I say that a lot, but some people are just not notebook people, and that's cool, and you can just take in the information. But if you're like me, sometimes it's just good. Even if you never go back and read it, it's just good to write it because it, like, it, like, cements it into your subconscious, and you'll be surprised in moments that it, when it comes up of a remembrance that you don't really remember the moment but you remember writing it so i if if you're if you're not a journal person that's totally cool but if you are like go grab it because this episode is packed with like little tidbits of information dr kim even like wrote down things herself and at the end of the episode she really does a beautiful job of like taking everything that we talked about and packaging it into one beautiful little thing and and describing it all so it's this is my favorite episode i'm so grateful for dr kim i'm so grateful for y'all for listening every week thank you for your uh reviews on itunes thank you for donating um if you'd like to donate uh i've said this before if you guys are down with it i so appreciate it if you feel it in your hearts if you've only gotten value from the show this is not an obligation whatsoever but If you've gotten value from this show and you want to see it grow and get spread more, there's a donate button down in the description. Uh, Click on that support podcast here. Go to the website. You'll be given some options when you click the support button on how you can help this show out. And I am super grateful for that. So thank you so much. yeah, guys, this episode is awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys to get to listen to it. So, uh, yeah, without any more talking from me and going crazy, uh, thank you all so much and get ready for the amazing Dr. Kim Diorama. 
function more from the heart instead of the mind, it's like the universe takes care of all the details. Totally. You just show up and you know, you know exactly what you need to do. Mm. And you're the perfect person to be talking to about this because like everything I listen, I've been listening to all your stuff for the past couple of days and it's, it's actually been relevant. I've been going through a, uh, a moment myself where I watched one of your videos and it's like, I shouldn't be going through this. Like, should I be going through this? Cause I've already gone through this. I feels like, and I've had a lot of these moments lately where I've been doing deep work for a long time now. I mean, probably almost, it's gotta be 10 over 10 years now. And, uh, when things reoccur that I thought I've already worked through the level of frustration that occurs for me is, and then it messes me all up. I get like super in my head, super. Wow. Yeah. It's intense. So a lot of that's been going on lately. No, uh, So it's, yeah, it's good to remember. It's a spiral. You revisit mm. layers of things from the new perspective you're in today or from the new perspective you're in next week. Mm. And it's the same layer. It'll feel like the same frequency. Well, it is the mm. same frequency. It'll have the same texture and the same, you know, exact yuckiness. Yes. It's just, you'll move through it much, much, much more fluidly. But mm. I'll tell you that it is the same ucky heaviness exactly where you left it that you're like, Oh no, I thought I escaped this, but you're not meant to escape any of it. You're meant to um, neutralize it, be in, in acceptance mm. of it. Yeah, almost be able. It's like a, it's like a speed bump there. It's something that you drive over and forget about every day on the way into work, and then eventually you just like remember the speed bump. So there's not that day of like smashing into me. Oh, I hit that speed bump again. You finally get to the day where you remember it before, and like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna roll over it this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, and there. it can be smooth yes. if you are in resilience with it, and it can actually be joy. Mm. Like that's when life begins to be experienced as pure joy. If we can be in acceptance of all that is mm. as it is mm. which has been i get with coming from a perfectionist background it's been like a it's like a it's like a juxtaposition my 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 which is so good to talk about this because i i've discovered personally that my body has so much memory of how i think things are supposed to be and then my mind has gotten to this place where I've learned a lot of the fact that I don't want to feel these feelings or I don't want to have these emotions arise, but then a thing will happen, a, a trigger moment will happen and I'll get that well up of like this weight and heaviness and I'll be asking myself the question like, what in God, I don't, I don't want to feel this. And normally what I would do, I would do is I'd really get, I'd, I'd feed that. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And by the end of the day, I've had a really rough day. And just recently, yeah. I started to like, like the speed bump analogy, I started to pull back a little bit and like take a deep breath and work through the idea that I'm feeling crappy. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead yeah. of being like, I don't want to feel crappy. Like, let's yeah. feel, let's feel the yeah, crappy. Yeah, well, switch it. I want to feel crappy. I want to feel this. I want to feel this. That's what I do. We should record if we're going to go on oh, to all this. We're in, we're in. I, I go right in. I go right into recording. We're already in it. <laughs> oh, here we are. Yeah, we're in. Go to town. We start talking. I should have told you that. I actually, I apologize. This is a wholly, totally, normally I have a whole different protocol, but this is things I'm working through. I would normally call you before. We'd have a whole conversation, but I'm trying to start being a little bit less, as weird as this is going to even sound for me being a perfectionist, less prepared because sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. my, over preparedness would cause me to go down these rabbit holes of thought instead of being here and paying attention, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I've I let myself operate like that for quite a while because of what wants to come through is too big to come through the channel of 
the, the calculating mind. Mm. And so if you can let go, unbelievable things can come through and people feel your heart. So it's the frequency you're in mm. that they feel and not the, the content or the perfect, the thing the mind thinks is perfect. So mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's so here, so, here we are. In it. Here we are in it. Yeah. And you know, it's all good, too, because I think that that's probably another thing that I've learned the most because my first few podcasts, I would actually make a list of things that I wanted to talk about with like every single guest. And it was so oh, tough. Yeah. And then I one day just hit record and we started having this conversation and the conversation was so real and visceral that that was the one that felt so real. It just felt like, I don't know, it was the one that got the most information across. It was the most in depth it was vulnerable it was all that so that's that's probably yeah. been the best way for me to just get after it it's just kind of have the conversation and then at the end be like wow look what we just talked about <laughs> yeah know? well that's when you can have something more powerful than you come mm. through and that totally. that's what i've seen as a doctor what heals the body what creates a whole new world mm. like what creates really powerful things in the world but if you think it's you well then you're really limited because Mm -hmm. You know your own inadequacies and you know your own imperfections. You know you're not quote unquote good enough. So you have all these conclusions, but something bigger wants to come through anyway. Mm. So if you let go, then it, it can. Well, this is, uh, I'm super excited to have you on here and talk about all this stuff because I, I feel like you have, you'll have answers to a lot of uh, new questions that I have coming up. But before we talk about all that stuff, I'd really love to get a background of what it is that you do, where you come from. Let my listeners know, those of you who haven't heard you from the Healing Collective who have come and listened, but anybody else who's listening, what's your background? What's your story? What you do? Um, I would say, so there's like the background of, you know, like the physical world, being a doctor and, I did my residency in emergency medicine. Um, I grew up in the Boston area, which, yeah. um, gosh, I don't know how we got connected, how I really met Kyle to begin with, but I'm so glad I met you guys. Oh. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Boston and had, I guess, a pretty conventional upbringing, but I was not, you know, I was really strange as far as like, I could feel people's, you know, energy and emotion and understand so many deep things were going on. I could hear them think, so I had all this like intuitive abilities, but I felt like a big mess because I had a lot of anxiety, had depression. I was in this whirlwind of not understanding this whole realm of how I was functioning mm -hmm. and thinking like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Um, and it was a pretty tough go for, I don't know, at least a decade with like panic attacks and being put on antidepressants that really didn't work or do anything. Um, mm -hmm. And just being in a world where there wasn't like a single person that I could talk to about what was really going on. Mm -hmm. So I just um, did my best to suppress it and fly under the radar. And I also had, though, this awareness of like, you will get to a place where you find your people. It's mm -hmm. like, just survive these next years of, of growing up and being here. And you will get to a space where you can... You, you can release this or, or explore this or set yourself free. Like there's a world waiting for you, Kim. But um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really find that for a while. I, I did uh, have some books like, like I remember starting to read The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. And this was, um, gosh, in the 1990, I don't know, 1990, maybe 1989. Right. I don't remember, but it, it was a long time ago. And that mm -hmm. was like, the most expansive book mm -hmm. 
that I read. I mean, it was like, whoa. And now you look at it and it's like, huh. But it was such an exploration of what makes us work in the deeper parts of the self, mm-hmm. not just the physical. And I was like, whoa, I, I, I know there's more going on. And there's, you know, this is a best-selling book. So there's mm-hmm. other people out there who bought this book and read this right. book. And maybe someday I can talk to them mm-hmm. and we can figure this all out and we can do something really powerful. So I, I did know I was here to do something really, really powerful, but like the context for that was pretty tricky because I, I was like, well, how could that ever work? I'm just a <laughs> one person and I've got my own, you know, I was raised Catholic. So you've got all these sins mm-hmm. and all this, this badness. So then you doubt that you could really do something truly remarkable. Uh, but, you know, I, I did know that I was here to be a doctor and share this from that vantage point, because I had such an understanding of how the body works, why disease is happening, what it takes to unlock the health so that disease can go away, mm-hmm. um, and how much we were missing the mark in the conventional thinking of, of what's going on with the body. Like, yeah. whoa, we do not, this is so far from what's actually happening. And I had this awareness. So it was like, um, I've got to come to that space where I can share this with the world. And I knew that becoming a doctor was like, the way to change um, the medical system and and really have an impact. So that was all kind of a download at at age 16. You know, that was a pretty intense time to have an awakening experience in in Boston as a Catholic. Oh my God. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) So, you know, it was years later finding spiritual work or spiritual communities and and really having a connection and also guidance from Mm. people who, had grounded it in more than I had, who could help me connect with my own guidance Mm -hmm. and come into the awareness um, that there's power within each of us and that it's okay for me to work with this and and let it be free and explore this. It wasn't weird. It wasn't a uh, psychiatric illness, Mm. Um, you know, because I was diagnosed with like psychiatric illness and that was a big stigma, negative stigma. It wasn't until, I don't know, 25 years later that I read um, uh, what, what is the, uh, culture, uh, where, where it's viewed as a blessing and a gift, um, uh, where basically they, they understand that it's necessary to have a mental breakdown in order to awaken to higher awareness, higher, um, insight, higher functioning, mm-hmm. um, and let, like they would actually revere these ones who were like the medicine man. Mm. But that person had to be like, not in the mental capacity, not in the mental uh, functioning of the ordinary consciousness. So this was a whole new perspective that I realized like, Oh my gosh, I can see why that breakdown, so to speak was necessary in order for me to connect with a higher realm of truth, a higher realm of awareness, a higher realm of insight and let that all come through. And it was destabilizing to restabilize into a new consciousness, literally have a completely new foundation of reality. And that's where I very solidly anchored. I have a very functional life. Um, You know, there's, I, I've completely released any stigma around quote mental illness. Like I'm really proud that I have stabilized into the truth (laughs) and let the lie fall away. But yeah, that was pretty a challenging, a challenging journey that was really lonely at the time. Oh yeah. I can only imagine, especially, you know, the spiritual journey in itself, especially it seems as though, and you come from the Boston area too, (laughs) it gets 
it's too esoteric esoteric for some people you know what i mean yes it's too I, I, I've been trying to refrain from using this word, but it's 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 woo woo to people. They don't see the the the, the validness in it. And, a lot, and, and maybe you can speak to the fact that coming from a, a, an emergency medical background, maybe why it's so hard because it's it, it's actually really awesome to hear knowing that you are in the doctor, like the actual medical field, but you see the spiritual side because I don't think that those two blend commonly in the in, in today's day and age we don't have a lot of doctors thinking about the spiritual side of life and the the part of the body that is not as visible to the human eye you know what i mean that's measurable that it's you know it's like it's it's something totally different that actually depends more on the patient being the person telling something maybe you could talk a little bit about like the why you think that that might not be even now now that there's so much science there's so much more stuff coming out that it seems like it's like stonewalled Almost. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this, and I think the people who are listening to this particular podcast will kind of get it, although I wouldn't ordinarily go there. Um, I was making my, my tea this morning, and I have these like special herbs I put in there, and I always feel so like this really beautiful feeling mm. um, to take care of myself like that because I know what it does to my body. Yes. The first time I made this mix, which is um, there's a book called Ancient Secrets of a Healing Master, and this um, physician basically trained in this ancient uh, Indian um, healing art and ended up teaching thousands and thousands of people to like cure all kinds of diseases, like very, very severe situations. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I read the book and there's this one tea and it's a pretty complicated mix. We put all these different things in it. And the first time I made it, I realized, whoa, I found my way in the matrix to the substances that will nurture my body into the awakening that I already am. Because it's one thing to have this higher awareness of, of light and truth and power, but then how do I actually get my body functioning at that level so I can speak it, I can live it, I can share it, I can um, have greater awareness of it and like let it in. Your body is a, a vessel of transmission, it's a receptor. Mm. And so how do I feed this receptor so it can let in the, the wisdom that I am? And so the first time I was making it, I was like, wow, I found my way through the matrix to this magical formula I could have never known. That is really nurturing me to wholeness. And so this morning as I made it, because I made another big batch, I was thinking about all the things, you know, my husband and I always say, how do you rule a global society? And there's like the simplest things that, that are happening, right? Mm -hmm. So fluoride water, put fluoride in everybody's water. This mm -hmm. has been shown to calcify the pineal gland in the pineal is what's been shown where we access divine awareness. We access the, the total knowing I'm one with all beings. Oh yeah. It's so obvious. I'm connected. We feel it. We sense it. We see it. It's like, we don't have to believe it. When your pineal is open, you know it and you have evidence of it coming at you all the time. Mm -hmm. But fluoride is one of the substances that is shown to calcify the pineal gland. My husband's a radiologist and he said it's almost universal by a certain age that the pineal gland is calcified. Wow. And you know, you note it on the, the radiology read and you're reading an MRI or CAT scan and you note it as an aside, but he's like, oh, it's like a nothing finding. It's pretty much universal that that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're just living in this society that's like, oh yeah, no big deal. Pineal, what is that even for? Because we've been so disconnected from our the technology of mm -hmm. the body as a spiritual vessel, as a, a vessel for um, 
higher awareness information and downloads. Mm. So, you know, even something as simple as like, you know, I'm drinking my tea, but we're definitely not drinking fluoride all day. Um, That's one way that we can look at uh, what are we doing to the body Mm. and nurture the body into living in this truth. So the more we suppress that, the harder it is to see. You're like, I'm a physical being and I'm separate from everyone. And all the old systems that are falling apart right now are founded on that truth, the truth that... You're physical, you're separate. If you want to change something, you got to work hard at it and make it happen. And that's not actually the truth, truth, but because so much is founded on that, that's what we're taught. That's what we're learning. And um, because of the way we're, we're just sort of receiving what we're getting. Oh, Hey, I'm told that this is good for me. I'm going to just drink fluoride. But if you look, it's not hard to find. If you look, um, is there actually any research behind this? Right. You know, who's who's sharing that information is it true mm. you can find really quickly like oh oh my god are you kidding me this isn't even true no. and then you look at one thing after another after another that are just givens in our society in our medical system that are false completely false it's so and then scary you see the whole house of cards crumble <laughs> yes so i mean being is it is it is it difficult being in the industry now witnessing what's going on? You know, is it difficult knowing that, you know, a whole nother side of this that is much less invasive and dangerous. It looks like much less dangerous and much more natural. And then seeing so many people still grabbing onto the advice of these, of, of, of people that, that are, that are still shelling out the old school, like, yeah, go ahead, drink the fluoride, take, take all the things just do it all because it's, <laughs> even though like there's so much evidence now that this is probably not the best thing to it's like back in the day, like your doctor smokes camels. You should too. Like that's like, think about that. Like that was a, there was a time when that was actually said, like there was a commercial and the doctor was smoking a camel cigarette. You would never see a doctor smoking a cigarette now and promoting it. But for some reason, this, the science is seen is coming underneath of some of the stuff that we've been doing all these practices for so long that are probably not the best and they're probably hurting us more than they're helping us. But there's like this dogmatic stuckness to it. Is that in the body? Well, it's, it's not challenging for me mm. to navigate this reality, knowing what I know and seeing what's happening. And it could be, and it, I think it is for a lot of people who begin to become aware. The first thing you're like, you're pissed and you're like, I've got to advocate for this thing. And so you're fighting against the system, so to speak, you're fighting mm-hmm. against something. And that is not as high a frequency of um, allowing, embracing all that is and allowing your light to shine through. Mm-hmm. So if I were fighting the system, um, I would be doing it really, really differently. Um, the way I do my business, there are people who are, you know, life is awakening them. I don't have to go knock on their door and awaken anybody. <laughs> life is on my side. And there's so much happening in the world that is moving people in this direction to make Mm -hmm. this choice, love versus fear, truth versus dogma. And so I don't take that on. I I know it's not my place to take it on. If you start to take it on, you're going to feel the disempowerment of it because that's kind of all about powerlessness. I'm powerless against this big, bad thing. I've got to fight it. I'm powerless Mm. against the the fluoride givers and I've got to, you know, go up against And That's not the frequency I'm in because when you become more awake and you're really in your body, you feel how heavy it feels to do that. 
So yes, because I've been experiencing that myself. You what? I've been experiencing that myself because with everything that's going on, I, I, the knowledge is coming into my mind. I just want to scream it at the top of my lungs to some of these people. Well, this is the whole premise like of the work I'm doing. And the, the practitioner course I have is called Be the Medicine. And the whole premise of it is when you're just being the embodiment of that wisdom, it speaks for itself. Mm. And it's not like you don't go and share it or say it in your podcast, like do it in the ways that are fluid and joyful for you. Yes. Show up. But as soon as you start to, I have to have everyone see my podcast because they don't know. And it's not okay. That's when you get into delusion. Mm. And so um, when we remember like, okay, I have this, this light, this awareness, this wisdom, whatever it is, a message, um, the most powerful way, I can impact the world is to embody that myself. That's so beautiful. <laughs> How do I live my every moment and my every mm. breath? Am I in alignment with the truth that um, all is well? I am, I am the light. I already am. That's which I'm seeking. Or is there a task I got to get up to and make happen because I'm actually powerless. So I got to prove it and show everybody and make them see too. Cause it's not okay. That's a different frequency. Mm. Now, because I, I personally, for me living, and hearing that's great because I've lived in that frequency recently a lot lately. It's just so many different things that I'm hearing and I'm like, Oh my God, like, Oh my God, like I got to tell my family about this. I want, I don't want my, that's been the hardest thing is that the family divisions of uh, people that I really, really care about my, you know, my mom and there's such a divide right now and what her stance is and uh, what my yeah. stance is. And it's, it's tough when, you have like what to your point, like I have a, vi there's a visceral knowing of from coming from a download and it's not from a person on a screen that's telling me this. It's like a, it's like a knowing that something is not correct that's happening. And we're, we, we need to be vigilant about some of the things and the things that are going on that might be deceitful or might, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing that, that if you can decipher that and just get into stillness and let it come through, what it's about is, um, oh, there's a higher way to do it. It's very simple. It's not, oh, there's a bad thing happening and I should be on guard or help people out. Th this actually came up when I was interviewed by Brian Scott in the podcast because he has yeah. a friend he cares so much about. And there was so much energy in that. And I've actually been thinking about it in the weeks since he interviewed me a lot mm -hmm. um, because we all come up against that exact thing. There's my own awareness. And then there's, whoa, everyone I love and care about, I've got to bring them this as well. Yes. So what happens instead of being in the knowing of like, oh my God, I woke up from the matrix and I realize all is well, and we are powerful and it's all beautiful. And it's okay to take whatever path and your own awakening journey. If it takes 10 lifetimes, it's okay. That's a very different frequency from but I have to help them and it's not okay that they're doing it this way and they could be doing it so much better. And you know, he gave the analogy of this, this person he knows and he's like, he's like got the Michael Jordan inner Michael Jordan and he's mm -hmm. living as like this, you know, like a slow suicide of his own, Oof. his own making. Mm. And that's the thing though, that isn't special. We all have the inner, like I always say Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger yeah. than that bigger than anything we've seen. We have that each in us. So we either open the gift of that and live it, 
or we don't and we do something else and maybe it's a few more lifetimes, but we're not a physical being. We're a spiritual being having mm. a physical experience. And if you knew this is all just a virtual reality and how we play it out is how we play it out and you don't put that layer of urgency fear on top of it, mm. you would let everyone play out their virtual reality game with total love and knowing yes of the genius Michael Jordan inside them, but without the urgency of the need that they have to live it and they have to claim it. And it's not okay for you if they don't. Mm. The urgency thing is huge for me because that's probably been the feeling that it feels it's, it's the urgency thing, that feeling of uh, like there's something pushing you on the back, like move, 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 move yes. to get this fixed. Yes. And it's, I find myself in those times, like back to what we were talking about earlier is, is like, I'll start feeling that come up and then I'll get into this thing where I'm like, I don't want to feel like this right now. I don't want to feel like this right now. For me personally, I, I, I said this, I don't know if I said this when, when you came on the healing collective or, or, or somebody else does, I feel like my ego or the thing that makes that feeling of push, I feel like it's trained very well to bypass some of my thing, my techniques that I've, I've learned to, to, to calm the, calm the feeling of the body being just like lit up at a hundred miles an hour. And then I, I'll feel like this, it's like, it cuts through. Even if I like, even like, let's say I'll do something to get it over with and I'll like, I'll feel better for a moment. As soon as I stop doing that thing to get it better, all of a sudden it'll come back. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I thought yeah, it was gone. Avoiding it, escaping it is not the same as transmuting it. Can you, can you be one with that discomfort, one with that heaviness, with that shame, pain, fear, mm. so that you bring the essence of love that you are into the dark spaces of all of these lower parts, mm. not to avoid them and make them go away, but to let all of you be more whole. Mm. That's a big, big piece in, in my work with helping people heal from chronic illness and disease and pain um, and even mental illness is how much we've been taught to escape it and then we want to escape it. I'm going to do these mind body tools. So I never have to feel that again. And I can escape this and I got to make myself better. But I learned through my own healing journey many years back, like that just made everything worse. And it was like more symptoms and more pain complexes and more diagnoses and more blah, blah, blah. As I tried to quote, heal myself because I wasn't like doing it to meet the deeper spaces in me. I was doing it to make the, the thing go away. Yeah, so when we wow. the deeper spaces in ourselves, the thing goes away. <laughs> it's not the truth of who we are. Like you will heal. Mm. You will see money come fluidly. You will um, have harmonious relationships. But when you do it to get the thing, it's exactly the opposite. Mm. That's so true. Because that's been my hardest thing is deciphering how to go from getting the thing to just resting in the feeling of, of, of the discomfort because I, it, it, it's so, it's so uncomfortable. I mean, um, yeah. like I, when I was young, like I had a suicide attempt as a young kid and I had deep, deep depression as I grew up and anxiety and this feeling of like wanting to run away so bad that that would be like the trigger. Like I want this thing to shut up so bad and not to sound really morbid, but like I'm willing to like put a hole in the side of my head so I don't have to hear it anymore. Like, and I, and I, and, that's not just me personally. I've talked to other people who are dealing with that. Now, I've done my own work. I'm going to bring up this piece too because I talk 
talked about in the beginning, but I wasn't so clear. The shamanic view of mental illness is what I was reviewing, referring to before, but mm. it is such a, an awakened understanding of like what the frick is happening mm. because it's easy to see from you, like who you're being in the world right now is eons beyond where you could have been if you bought into that reality and functioned normally in it. Mm -hmm. So this was very inconvenient and maybe really painful, but it awakened you into a whole new dimension mm. of who you are so you can operate in a whole new way. And like, I mean, let's look around. It's 2020. People are starving and a lot of people want to put a bullet in their head right now. And what can we do to like be the medicine in the world? We have to meet our own pain. We have to meet our own fear. We have to meet our own serious depths of darkness in order to bring more light. That's the mm -hmm. only way more light can come into the world is when we meet our darkness, which is we, exactly what, what you did. And maybe not the, the neatest way, but like for <laughs> me either, it wasn't, No, but bravo. Thank you. I mean, in meeting it, I guess is the hardest part because I think for some people when they get to that meeting point and having to look at this stuff, there's this judgment that comes up of like, especially if you've, lived us like i haven't had the worst life i mean i had a good family growing up and then it split late in life my parents split late in life but like i you know i was made fun of but like you know i wasn't poor i didn't live on the streets i ate, i ate good food so those things that like the, the 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 fortunate sides of my life when the negative sides come in i would bash the shit out of myself like how dare you get upset like that your life's so bad when there's people out there like really having like the real deal bad life that like you don't have to experience like you get to take a shower every day if you want to and you right, get to eat right but you know those are not the things the suffering is the internal you know matter how much and they've looked at people like really really impoverished communities in africa where there's like a grain of rice for the whole you know village and some days they, you know nobody eats anything and they're um connection with each other is so powerful that they've never felt a sense of not belonging. They've never sensed, felt a sense of unworthiness. They've never felt a sense of not being loved. Mm. And these are the very core things. So many American kids are like starving, starving, starving for like starving beyond what you can imagine. You see, you see people in Africa and their bodies are emaciated and there's this big bright smile on their face. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying starvation is not an issue and that doesn't create massive like pain because mm. it freaking does physical starvation i'm saying that the biggest issue we have here is this inner starvation that's it's almost universal if you mm. ask anybody oh have you had anxiety today almost everyone's gonna say well yeah we have anxiety every day if you ask a kid a teenager in high school it's almost 100 percent. are you seeing a therapist it's almost it's not 100 percent, but it's very high yeah but um where we've ignored that so it's not it's not the outer thing. It's the inner that is really mm. the, the demon. Mm. But you said something too about what was really interesting is the connection of, of, of like that tribal connection that they all had, the, the connection with people. So they never felt that sense of like not being loved. Yeah. Obviously right now there's a lot of people like, like to my point to you is it's like, you know, there's discord between my mother and I, not bad, but just a little bit of discord and there's just discord in families. And then there's the actual mandate for people to stay away from one another is that going to have this effect on us where the things that we're trying to get, like, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're that one piece that could save because we can just connect and that's like free just to connect and hug someone is now the one thing that could be being pulled away. What you know, I do? think it's going to bring us deeper into connection with ourselves because mm -hmm. we can't have a real connection with anyone 
I mean, we, until we really connect with ourselves. So, so if we want deeper love, deeper connection, deeper intimacy, we've got to create that in ourselves first. I will embrace that which I am in the shit, in the hardness, in the, all the stuff I'm judging. And that will always create more connection with those beyond us. I think it's also bringing us into the realization. I'm not my physical body. My connection with my mother is not about a physical thing. I can Mm. actually connect with her in my heart in the deepest space of love right here, right now. Mm. And so I would invite people to exercise that muscle and deepen that connection because loneliness is going to point you if you really feel into it, mm-hmm. into a deeper space of needing you, where have you abandoned yourself? Where have you judged yourself? Where have you tried to improve yourself because you're not acceptable exactly as you are? Where have you looked to your relationships to feel a sense of identity and connection because you feel so disconnected from yourself? Mm-hmm. So why not let this period be an invitation to connect more fully with the stillness within and like buy out a little bit of the but I have to be productive. I can't work anymore. That's okay. I'll do it on Zoom and I'm still at full capacity. Busy, busy, busy. Well, this is like a global invitation to slow down. Mm. And if you're not taking it on some level, you're missing the whole point. That's so true. Because that's that I actually needed to hear that personally myself because I'm the type of person where to, to avoid the existential pain and frustration of, of sitting with these things by myself, I'll stay busy. I'll do, and then I'll, if I can't stay busy, I'll actually beat on myself for not staying busy. Like I'll be like, Oh man, I should be doing something right now. Why am I not doing something right now? My wife rips me for it. Cause she has this amazing capacity. We went to a lake the other day <laughs> and I brought all this stuff to do when we got to the lake. I brought wire wraps. I brought business stuff to do for the podcast. I brought it all. And she's like, I'm just going to go sit. And I was like, ah, sorry, I can't. She called me over at one point to come sit down. And I sat there for all of about three or four minutes. And I could literally feel myself going, I got to get up. I got to go do it. And it was like this burning of like, if I sat there, stuff was going to come up that I had to think about and I didn't want to think about it. So if I just go keep moving, and even some of that stuff that I was thinking about was the thought of getting things done just so that way I got it done. And it was like this vicious cycle. And she yeah. made me realize that like, wow, I'm not willing to just sit still. And- you got to feel what's underneath it. What's driving that? Because it, it's, it's really the difference between busy versus B, not like busy B, but B, B, E. Mm-hmm. When I'm in being, people think that stillness means in action, like no action. And it's not, stillness is not stagnation. Mm. Stillness, going deeper into your being actually creates unbelievable action, but it's like laser focused action. Mm. Like, boom, I'm gonna make this one phone call. Boom, I'm gonna write this one, I don't know, blog. Boom, I have this idea for a podcast. And then there's like maybe one thing you do in the whole week, but it's decades and move the mountain for millions of people. Mm. Who knows, you can't know that from the mind. You can only know that when you connect with your being. Mm. And I've seen as a doctor how powerful healing it is when we connect in stillness with ourselves, without an agenda, without trying to make the pain go away, but to meet the pain, to meet ourselves, that's what heals freaking like decades of cancer, MS, um, you know, people with inflammation and pain, multiple chem- chemical sensitivities, like every single disease known to man. Mm. How can I do the B? versus busy 
but but I have this like I've been writing while we're we're chatting about this piece. I love it. It's really that like the theme where we're in here with this podcast is how to meet the darkness so mm. that we are more light. And the, the first piece is one, you have let yourself begin to really get what is going on. This is not the wrongness of you. This is not the problem to fight. This is not the scary monster that like everybody told you, <laughs> just avoid at all costs. This is your awakening. Mm. What's get what's going on is like, whoa, these are the depths of the depths of the depth that I've avoided. That as I'm asking for more abundance and more love and more purpose and more health in my body is exactly what needs to move. And life's gonna give it to me in the exact dosage and the exact tincture of it that I can move through today to have exactly what I'm like on my knees asking for. This is the yes moment. Wow. So get what's going on. It's like, whoa, no, no, this is not the wrongness. Life is working with you, mm. through you, and the lessons are showing up perfectly. Don't reject them. Mm. Um, but but yeah. I had like a conversation with my brother-in-law yesterday, much to like what you were saying. How come I go through these layers of what I've already been through before and it comes up again? That was exactly what he was expressing. Like, whoa, I'm doing this work on myself. I'm opening and like, shit's coming up that's like no no everything was going well and yeah. now it's not what's going wrong here so if that that's just kind of the first step is if i just get what's going on i can be in sync with it and flow mm. with it in allowing of it and let the process continue mm. and move through and complete mm. so funny because i that i actually had an experience of this yesterday i recently got my reiki one certification and i was given from the, my teacher. She gave me a 21 day Reiki cleanse to do, which was it, I put a candle on a on a little piece of mirror, a little square mirror, and I do my Reiki session with that that flame burning on the square glass mirror, and it's supposed to illuminate the darkness and allow me to see it. So get this, it gets deep. So Kyle and I have been having conversations about what I've been going through lately. And he's like, man, this kind of sounds like you could be going through some past life stuff, man. Maybe this is something from past life. And I'm like, I don't even know how to access that stuff, man. I was like, I was so frustrated. I was like, past life, bro. How am I going to get into that right now? I'm so frustrated. So I sat down with my Reiki, did my Reiki practice yesterday. And I got to my root chakra. And I really got to this moment of like fully just letting go and experiencing. And I had this past life moment come up that tripped me out that I was a prisoner in my past life and my top of my head blew off. Cause I was like, Whoa, that explains X, Y, Z, like why I hang on to things, why I need, why I overanalyze everything before I do it, because it could be the last time I do it. If I'm going to like, there was so many things that popped up and it was like a layer that I was afraid to dig into, but there was a moment, like I started my, my Reiki throughout, I started at the top of my head and it took a while to get down to my root chakra. But when I was up here, it was almost like I could, I got anxiety, 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 anxiety. And then as I started to let go right as I got down to like my solar plexus. And then as soon as I got down to my root is when I finally had this moment of like, I'm just, I, the voice I kept hearing in my head was just watch, just watch, just watch. That's all I kept hearing because normally I'll watch. And as soon as I see something then I'm like, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Cause then I, cause I'm the type of person that like, you know, you hear the phrase so many times, your thoughts create your reality. So I'll buy into that in a sense of like, Oh shit. That means if I thought that then my reality is going to show up. And I just thought something that I would, I wouldn't worse upon my wish upon my worst own worst enemy. 
And I thought it, does that mean it's going to happen? And then I would go down this rabbit hole of like trying to not think what I just thought. <laughs> it would, it, yeah. and I don't know if you've ever talked to anybody about that before. Oh, but I, can, that, I can definitely relate. Cause mm. and it's not like you don't go and share it or say it in your podcast, like do it in the ways that are fluid and joyful for you. Yes. Show up. But as soon as you start to, I have to have everyone see my podcast because they don't know and it's not okay. That's when you get into delusion. Mm. And so um, when we remember like, okay, I have this, this light, this awareness, this wisdom, whatever it is, a message, um, the most powerful way I can impact the world is to embody that myself. That's so beautiful. <laughs> How do I live my every moment and my every mm. breath? Am I in alignment with the truth that um, all is well? I am, I am the light. I already am. That's which I'm seeking. Or is there a task I got to get up to and make happen because I'm actually powerless. So I got to prove it and show everybody and make them see too. Cause it's not okay. That's a different frequency. Mm. It's not to inconvenience you. It's to assist your awakening that you're like, Oh, this shit's going to play out and I'm going to sit with it. So mm. if I couldn't just sit with and presence the thought, can I sit with and presence the circumstance? Mm. Like so-and-so is yelling at me. My business is falling apart. My bank account looks like it's empty but I can breathe in and breathe out and just 2% be the consciousness of, I allow and receive this. Mm. I remember that I'm love. So it, it, it's okay either way, mm. but you can remember like, oh, if I just allow this thought, the consciousness is what creates my reality. The thought will move through and it's irrelevant. That's so huge for me. It's so huge for me to hear. Like, cause I, I, I guess it's, it's almost like you drop the victim stance at that point. It's like you drop the being a victim Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? One is powerlessness and the other is total power. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like this, that, that helped me. And I'm, and I, and I know I can actually know that now and help. This is something that we've talked about when an understanding I've learned is that when you understand these pieces of yourself, it gets easier for me to have like those moments of like, when I have someone that I truly love that I, they don't get it yet. I can understand it now that just made me that moment right there literally just made me understand someone in my life because they live in victim yeah. constantly and now i can see why when they have their thoughts that they keep talking to me about why it keeps showing up in their life because vibration well, and why they're showing up in your life which is an even oh. bigger meta view why is this showing up in my life where have i not met full compassion for this experience and the space that that person's in in myself Whoa, Dr. Kim. Wow, you're blowing the top off my head so many times today. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Because it really is. It's like I, I get you when you look at life as like, and I've said this so many times and I got to drink my own Kool-Aid. It's that Ram Dass says it, or I, I shouldn't say I say it. Ram Dass says it. Your life is your curriculum. Everything's here to teach you. And if I can, if I can ride that wave and get off of the everything's here to punish me wave, it has a tendency to really be a lot more fruitful. There is a, there's like a gain in the, in the, in like, it's like it becomes work that you get a paycheck for instead of work that you end up getting more work handed to you for. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? When I sit in the victim stance, it's like, Oh, you think you fix it. You think you fix it. And then it comes back again. And then you think you fix it and you think you fix it. But if you can just sit with it and be like, Oh, there it is again. How you doing? There's nothing to fix. Yeah. Be at peace with what is, and that transmutes what is to something higher. Mm. If you remember all is love, there's nothing to fix. Mm. Mm. 
how easy it is to forget when things feel uncomfortable. Totally. totally. <laughs> because we were so sure of our victimhood and inadequacy that we're like, oh, just in case, let me make sure I cover these bases. <laughs> yeah. And the body is such like a, you know, it's a, it's a chemistry set. And I, you know, I know that there are chemicals that are dumped into the body during certain times and understanding that those like the, the different cortisol and serotonin, the differences between these things create different feelings inside the body. I know that I learned a lot about like how bad my adrenaline was when I would get my super panic attacks. Like adrenaline would flood into my body to the point where I would literally feel like somebody was hanging me by a thread off the edge of a building and like it was seconds away from breaking. That's how much adrenaline would pour into my body just having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. And it was yeah, it was de- completely debilitating. But as I worked through it and understood it and understood the chemical reaction that was happening, even when I would get panic attacks after that point, once I understood the actual chemical reaction that was going on, I was like, okay, there's, um, there's going to be a moment of me working through this even once I start understanding it because the chemicals got to work through the body. That's where you transmuted at ease with the fear. You're like, okay, unthinkable fear and take two, even just 2%. Mm. It's okay to have this experience. That's not, it's not intuitive in a world where that tells you disease is wrong and bad and you should fear it at all costs and fight it at all costs. And then you have that inner experience. But if you can just 2% make a little space for it's okay to have this experience, it will unwind. That, that's mm. exactly how I resolved, you know, years of severe panic disorder, panic attacks myself. But like I said, this was way early 90s. I mean, I was just clueless i didn't i never even heard the word anxiety and panic attack i didn't even know what was happening to me i thought mm. i was possessed by the devil and did something wrong and i need an exorcism like i that's the only context i had for anything spiritual was this mm-hmm. religion i was raised in so mm. that was wow. tough <laughs> unbelievable so i mean oh i'm so like taken back by all the stuff we just talked about because it's a lot it answered a lot of questions for me and i know it's going to answer a lot of questions for a lot of people because there's a lot of things that i think recently for me after doing all this work for so long i've gotten to that place where it's like okay i'm i'm, I'm kind of i'm understanding some of this stuff but there's still some of these little blockages that are uber frustrating and you really helped me break through a couple of those today and i'm really really grateful for that so thank you so much you know i'm gonna I'm, i'll review this little just because while we, we were talking it came through like boom 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 how how to really meet that darkness so the first thing like we said is understand what's really going on get it like whoa this is what i've been asking for it doesn't feel like it this is stuff coming up to be embraced and then the second thing is know why like there is not this is not a subtle thing of like, ah, uh, your life's ready to change a little bit. So let's put you through this inconvenience and sort out old darkness. No, this is like a massive existential breakthrough. And when you tune into what's in store, which is just tune into your heart's deepest, deepest desires that you've barely even dared to dream, that you maybe never even mentioned because it seems so far out there impossible, but it's like life saying freaking a yes. Yeah. This is what it's for. There's no other reason life's going to call up that those layers to be released other than to make space for something wicked, wicked, massively unthinkable. Mm. So if for me, I like journal that I get clear, like what I'm seeing in my relationship that I'm like, Whoa, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm ready for this, like true intimate connection and love and like unbelievable mm. joy that we experience every day or in my body and my health and my business and my money and just the whole 
everything. So go to town and get clarity of like, what is my heart's deepest desire? That's the second piece. Know why. Know on some level what is actually awakening that is mm-hmm. so freaking worth it that you're like, yes, I would take 10 breaths in this unthinkable pain. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the third piece, which is really the transmutive thing we talked about, choose to be where you are as you are. Mm. Let it be as it is. When you shared like what the insights were coming up in the, in the, uh, the root chakra and your higher self is like, just listen, just watch, just watch. A lot of people, when we see, we're like, Oh, now how do I fix that? Oh, now what do I do? Oh, now I got this nothing more pesky than a past life thing I can't access. Now I have a real problem. <laughs> so we, like the mind makes it be this insurmountable thing. No, just watch. So I am at peace with what is as it is. So I tell people 10 breaths. That's going to transmute a lot. Maybe mm-hmm. after that, you're like, I'll take 10 more. I'm really willing. I'm in it. But at least 10 breaths to just like, I meet this unthinkable thing. I meet it fully. And then the last one is know your power. Do not buy into the delusion for a second that those 10 breaths aren't freaking moving mountains, like Mm -hmm. moving the universe. Mm -hmm. That is how powerful you are when you have that willingness. Mm -hmm. So know your power because it really all is possible. (sighs) Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic because that's that's it. And the one thing I also noticed too is is, is understanding that uh, when the moment comes up that you may fight that feeling a little bit, that that's when you have to know that that's when the moment that's that's like the moment. As soon as the fight comes in, that's what I got out of this. It's like as soon as that like the resistance comes in, I now know that as soon as I start putting on the resistance, it's going to create the friction that will make it more difficult than it actually could be if I just take the foot off and chill out a little bit. Yeah. And to do that, just relax your body because mm. you can always access the physical. If you just, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't know how to embrace this or I don't know how to let this thought go. Just re- physically relax your body and maybe like let yourself take a more full breath. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> being that, aware of the tensity. Moment. Yeah. Everything tenses up. You're like up here. You're up in your throat. Like I do that. I've discovered that a lot through thankfully my meditation that when I get really pent up, my shoulders rise and my, and my back tightens up and I get really frustrated. And, uh, and if I don't release that, it just, it's like, it locks me into that frequency for the day. And then I'm like, everything just gets jacked up all day, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like the little Qigong, little wickling it out, like just kind of like going through all the different modalities. And that's the thing I think I, for anybody listening to do it all, like don't be afraid of the woo woo stuff, do the Qigong, wiggle out, make funny faces, all that stuff. Cause that's yeah, what try really, it. Yeah. It's helped oh, me. So cool. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we did this. I, oh. I will come connect with this group anytime. I love the Quantum Healing Collective. There's oh. such a high frequency. The first time I spoke to Kyle, like I felt it for the next few days. I felt something awakening in my life. And then when I came to connect with the group and share, um, that was, I mean, it was like, it was really powerful. So it was. It was. I'm so glad to, to be here. Mm. I'm super grateful for you, Dr. Kim. I'm grateful for the work you're doing. And I'm grateful that you were able to make it through your tough times. Cause now you, your, your soul contract is being fulfilled. Like you're, you're doing it. Like if I teach, you just taught me so many lessons that I know will teach everybody that's listening lessons. Oh, I and really appreciate that. Super I, huge. 
I didn't always want to go through those moments. And I didn't always like the step two know why it was mm. like, why the fuck, fuck am I dealing am I with this, shit? this? This is, this is torture. This is unfair. This makes no sense. There's no purpose, but um, you know, it keeps coming back and coming back until you do. And so eventually I realized like, like Einstein said, you either live as if everything's a miracle or if it's nothing's a miracle, mm. there's no gray zone. And it was like, all right, this thing I still don't understand. Fuck yes. I, I will embrace this on some level, even reluctantly. But yes, there's got to be something behind this yeah. door that's worth it, even though I couldn't imagine what that could be. But then the yes, um, you eventually are shown what that could be. And mm. for me, it's it's the world awakening. It's it's the connection with other people and the contribution to other people when, when you really want to make a difference. It's beautiful. Dr. Kim, thank you so much. Where can people connect with you? How can they find you? Uh, I'm at my site is drkimd.com. Um, and there's like, you know, lots of videos and things that I share all the time. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Dr. Kim Duramo. And then right now in three minutes, um, <laughs> that's why we're, we're finishing, but um, I have a live broadcast I do every Wednesday at 11 Mountain Time, which is 10 Pacific, mm -hmm. um, where I share like another mind-body concept and just some tools and ways to connect with yourself more fully. So that's live um, in the mind body community in Facebook. It's beautiful. Well, I will connect all that in the description. Dr. Kim, thank you so much for everything. And I look forward to talking more with you again soon. Everybody go check out Dr. Kim. She rocks. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Thanks, Kim. Well. Have a beautiful day and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining me on another episode of the Longer Life Podcast. I'm so grateful for you, everybody who takes this time out to listen every single week. I hope you enjoyed Dr. Kim to the max because she really was just mm, awesome. Like, I'm so grateful for all the work she put into the episode. This little, the thing she just did at the end right there with, with listing everything that we did, talked about, and putting it all into like a summary of our episode it's like oh my gosh she just did all the work for me <laughs> so dr kim thank you so much if you if you get a chance to listen to this and you hear the end thank you so much i'm grateful as i'll get out for you and i'm grateful for everything that you taught me throughout this episode i hope everybody else learned if you had if you want to learn more about dr kim and you want to see some of her stuff she's got a ton of awesome content she has a youtube channel she has a facebook page she has an instagram channel or an instagram instagram page go check them all out there are all the links are in the description um i even put her link tree in there so everything in everything she, you got you got access to Dr. Kim, and I would highly recommend it because if you liked what you saw here, she has m like literally mountains of other stuff that will just blow the top off your head, just like she did to me. I love you all so much. Have a wonderful week this week. I cannot wait to give you another episode next Monday. Yeah, have a good one, y'all. Stay positive, stay happy, love one another, love yourself, do deep work. Do have self-care moments in your day where you take time out for yourself because a full cup allows you to pour out to other people. So I love you all so much. Thank you so much for everything. And I will see you next Monday. Peace. Peace.